Welcome back, guys, to our fourth episode of the Callous Hands Podcast with your host, Zach Dake and Eli Breeze. Today, we have not one, but two special guests, Will and Evan from the Truck Stop Podcast, both being brought to you by the JHS Creative Communications class. And remember to listen to our previous episodes, if you haven't, on all your podcast streaming networks. Will and Evan, thanks for joining us today. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. No, how are you doing? Pretty good. Evan? Uh, pretty good myself. Can't complain. That's good. So, really, the reason we brought you guys on here today is because your podcast is about trucks and everything like that. But a massive part of the trades is the vehicles you use for work and to get to work every day. I mean, workers are definitely a main part. Kind of need the workers to get the blue collar done. You got a point, <laughs> but they can't work if they can't get there and they can't get their tools there. I mean, you could bike. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah, you could. You don't see that. So um, No one wants to do that. That's the thing. You got a fair point. Will, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a big Ram guy. I am. I'm a big Ram guy. So without being biased, what do you think the leading like trade truck is? So for me, I think this is a pretty simple question. Even though that I am a big fan of Ram, I think that on most job sites you will be seeing Ford F-Series pickups, Super Duty pickups. For some reason, they are just, they're built good. A lot of contractors use them. They, against my best judgment, they do have a very good engine, very solid, very reliable, and that's what I'm seeing. You know, you don't want to know what they also have really good? Transmissions as well. You're not funny, Zach. You're not funny. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Will just dropped his transmission out of his truck, it's mainly a, because it's a Chevy. But it's a very sensitive topic for me right now. I'm still <laughs> trying to get through it, so if we could not talk about that, we'll, we'll avoid it for you. Evan, what do you what do you really think when you're driving around and you see a job site or workers driving around going to jobs or working? What do you really see for brands? and even size of trucks, really. I'd agree with Will on all the Ford pickups. There's a lot of uh, F-150s and F-350s, in my opinion. That's like the majority of them. Um, you'll see a couple Rams with 5.7 in them or the 6.4, and I think those are kind of funny. A lot of uh, smaller, I think, companies use those. But majority is always Ford pickups. One brand that I actually have been starting to see a lot more in the trades is actually GMC. I, I'd actually agree with that. GMC, for some reason, has really kicked off. Like, their Denali's, yes, they're ri they've gotten really pricey. But they're also really nice in general. Like, interior looks, all of that, stock-wise, they're really good. You've, I want to more of the bigger companies have been using them because they are more expensive than, like, the Ford Series, like, the F-150s. They're more on the pricey side of it. But... They've started to really bring in a big load for the blue-collar work. I think another big part of that is also because of their base model trucks. As we see now, trucks have easily broken into the six-figure range, and I think where a lot of these contracts... And you can really find a good truck that will not break the bank anymore with Chevy's work truck models and their LT models. Same thing with Ford with the XL models. I mean, everybody's just making good, low price trucks right now. And I think that's why a lot of contractors look at the prices and that's where their choices come from. First of all, where are you seeing low-priced trucks right now? No truck is low price. There is nothing. 
like not even the 150s are cheap anymore. No. The 150s are getting up there in price. But it is all relative, though. Even though that the truck market is rising at an insane amount right now, you can still get a single cab diesel, completely base model for a decent price. Granted, five years ago, it'd be dirt cheap. But now if you're looking at other prices, it's down there. I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, maybe it's a little lower, but it's still pretty high. You're still paying like 50 grand for a XL base model, nothing on it pickup for in Ford or LT. You're still paying way too much money, in my opinion. And the people who do offer like the Denali's, like Zach was saying, most of those are like the contractors that just sit in their truck. Yeah, they get get that privilege to sit in there. That comfort because they sit in it all. They don't do anything. (laughs) See, I agree with you, but again, it's all relative when you're buying a new truck. You have to look at those six-figure trucks that break $110,000, and then when you look that you can get a single-cab base model work truck, and this is might just be for your workers, this might not be for your contractors who are a bit higher up and just want to sit there and play on their phones all day, it's going to be a better deal. And then you can also buy older trucks that have been used that have some miles on them, but not a lot of contracting companies like to do that. So another thing that I'm really curious about, do you think the brand of trucks that companies and trade workers use is based off of what's around them? Personally, I would say no. I mean, uh, actually, I take that back because you one reason why you see a lot of Fords is look how many Ford dealerships there are around. Yeah. Look how many people that know how to work on Fords. It's kind of just one of those that it's, no matter where you are, it's really easy to get maintenance done or something goes wrong at a job site. Ford's 10 minutes down the road. Yep. And then I got one more question for you. I'm, I'm really just going to grill you guys here. So just doing a little bit of quick searching off of the interweb, the most used work truck in the U.S. in 2022 was a Ford F450 Dually. Is there a reason that a company or contractor or anything really would pick that type of truck? Can it do things that other trucks can't do? Can it, does it have less limits? Like what's the benefit for them to be using a big, heavy, expensive dually over a single cab F-250? So when you're looking at contractors and different companies like that, one thing you have to take into account is the weight of the vehicle. So what a lot of companies will do is actually write off the vehicle if it exceeds a certain weight. And also with the F450, you get best-in-class payload, you get best-in-class towing, and it is all around a very solid truck, I will agree. And uh, I think it outclasses the Ram 3500 and the Chevy 3500. Okay. So what we've been able to get so far is Ford as of now, is the most used brand of work truck, their entire F-Series. I believe Zach said that GMC is coming up close behind them with a lot more people starting to use them. Well, it's I don't know if they're coming up close, but they're getting more popular. That's one thing for sure is you're starting to see them a lot more. I definitely think, like, yes, Chevy and Chevy, Ram, Ford are definitely still top three right now, but GMC is catching up to that third spot. I'm going to ask you this here because you seem like a big truck modifier guy. What do you see 
these workers and companies do into their trucks to make it work better for them and to make it more economy economy friendly for them? I think they don't do too much to them, but a lot of them will put the slider boxes in the bed for all their tools or even put a service bed on it or flatbed that has all the storage for it. Um, most of the time, they don't do too much to it, just maybe more better tires for in the off-road use for hauling to. But most of the time, for those company work trucks, not much is done unless it's like a personal contractor's work truck. Maybe they'll do more modifications to it for their comfort or their taste. Otherwise, I don't think too much gets done for the trade works besides some personal pipeline workers' trucks. They usually heavily modify their trucks in a lot of ways. Yep. So being we're on the topic of modifying, all these new trucks that are coming out and people are buying, they all have to come standard with DEF systems from factory, I believe, correct? Yes. Yeah, all of them, nearly all of them either are built in DEF or it's the box. You got to buy the box. Yeah. But that's, you don't see those very often anymore. So then with that, do a lot of people delete their trucks or does that void warranty or something where they want to hold out against it and just deal with having to put DEF in? It will void some warranties. Um, most of the time, companies don't delete their pickups, though, because it's also a big fine towards companies, I believe. But personal trucks, a lot of people choose to delete them because they're spending so much money on DEF, and a lot of people say it's not even good for the engine itself. But that's all kind of more personal opinion. I don't know the true facts about if it's good or bad for the engine itself. Okay. Okay, with DEF, have you guys deleted a or paid for the delete for it? Or, like, would you guys personally just leave the diff in? I know both of your guys' like daily trucks are gassers, but, like, Evan, I know your dad, like, your dad has a diesel, right? Yeah, my dad's got diesel, but it's the pre-emissions diesel, so it's got nothing on it. Okay. But, like, if you had a diesel, like, your next truck, you buy a diesel, would you end up deleting it, or would you suck up and continue to pay the diff? I would definitely delete the pickup because, in my opinion, I think you're going to be saving more money because def is crazy expensive. And if you keep putting def in there over the years, the delete would dang near pay for itself, in my opinion. So my next truck, I would definitely delete it. Okay. There is also to be said something about the price of the lease for each brand of the truck. For some reason, the Duramaxes cost a lot more to delete than, would you say, a Ford or a Ram. So if I ever got a Ford or a Ram, yes, it would be an instant delete, but I feel like if I had to shell out the money for a brand-new GMC, I would definitely have to wait for the, to delete the pickup because they are almost five times the price. True, very true. Um, so... One of the reasons why we guys brought you on our podcast is obviously, like we said at the beginning, your guys' kind of ties in with ours. Like, you need the trucks. It helps with bringing all your stuff to work. And well, obviously hold getting, on. According to you, you can ride your bike to I mean, work. you can. You can. Is it, uh, is it likely to do that? No. Can you? Yeah. Am I going to? No. No. <laughs> I'm going to bring a truck. <laughs> Or at least a car or something. But with your guys' podcast, I just want to ask you guys a couple questions, kind of see how your guys' podcast is doing, um, kind of let the listeners view in, kind of give you guys a shout-out. 
uh, and figure out how you guys are doing with that. So your guys is, is the truck stop, right? Yes. Uh, what is, so obviously it's about trucks, but like how deep do you guys go? Well, first episode, we just talked in about the exterior. We just okay. kind of compared all the brands from the years from, I think we did uh, the 19, 1990s up to present Okay, day. so you went to like box style yeah. all the way up to the obviously good old days. present. Yeah, good old days, facts. And then the second episode, I believe we talked about transmissions. We went in depth about the best transmission in each brand and then our favorite opinions and then did comfort for interior for the third episode. Okay. Did you guys talk about Chevy transmissions? We indeed did. <laughs> yes, we did. Did, Luckily, did we Will have a lot of personal experience on that? Actually, my transmission went out a week after the recording of the transmission episode, which oh. I thought was very ironic. So oh, were you so happy ironic. with Chevy transmissions? Like, were you making fun of the Ram transmissions especially? Yeah, there were a lot more Ram jokes than Chevy jokes said by me in that podcast, but looking back, I think I definitely should have bashed on Chevy a lot more. So it's almost like a little bit of karma. Yep, I would say I'd say that's right. Do you think it's partially because of the way you drive also? No. See, I like to think of myself as a grandpa driver. And so the truck stop guys, Will and Evan, they're gone now. But basically what we learned from them really is the Ford F-Series. Just straight Ford F-Series kind of runs. Yep, that is the, I would say, the most used truck. And then the GMC Denali's. GMC Denali's are the one, like I said, is the ones that are climbing up on the rankings right now. Yep. I could feel like if they drop prices, they would definitely be a massive top pick. Yeah. Because yeah. those are, even like outside of work, those are pretty like smooth and comfy riding trucks, I oh, feel yeah. like. They're definitely, I want to say they're more on the luxury side of a truck. Yep. But that's also why they're priced at where they're at right now. But, like, they're also a good work truck. Yep. Like, with the, they come with leather seats. Mm. So, like, even if they do get dirty, they're pretty easy to. Easy to clean and easy to maintain. Yeah. But with that, it's still, right now, easiest ones to get maintenance on, literally have a shop down the road. Yep. Like, everybody works on Ford. Everyone works on Fords. Everyone knows their way around Fords. That's kind of why they run it. The parts are so easily easily gettable. Oh yeah, and they're probably the cheapest, either even aftermarket parts or just yeah normal normal parts, stock parts. They're so cheap and, and easy to find. Even with that, a lot of the parts are like interchangeable. Yeah, like starters. Now, like you're not going to be able to put a seven three Power Stroke glow plug into a brand new six seven Power yeah. Stroke. Well, but, actually, with the starters, I know, like, one of my buddies has a old, I want to say, six tree. No, seven tree. Yeah. And, now yeah, there's two different starters in the year that he has. Yeah. So, it's, they have combining parts, but you just got to make sure you get the right one if you're doing that. Oh, uh, what a lot of people, I saw what a lot of people are doing now is they're taking the new 6.7 starters yep, because it has a higher cranking volume mm-hmm. and they're putting them on their uh, 6.0s to help six out seven. with like cold starts and yeah. stuff. All it is is you got to order a separate sprocket 
offline but the the new sprocket to fix to fit the 60 flywheels it's only like 15 bucks yeah so it's still cheap that's why fords yeah fords are running and the most common ones right now Okay, well, we're kind of getting down to the end. Um, so we would just like to thank you guys for listening to our podcast again. And our podcast is brought to you by the JHS Communications Class. And we want to give another massive thank you to the Truck Stop Podcast guys for coming on and giving us a more in-depth knowledge of the trucks being used. And please give them a listen uh, to learn more about the trucks, their ups, their downs, their ins and outs. And remember to follow our Instagram at calloused underscore hands underscore podcast. And always remember, keep your hands calloused and your money smooth.